And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Kelly, he scores! And has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danger. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday night to all those that are listening to this as the show drops. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the two games from this past weekend in which the Lightning took one of two from the Detroit Red Wings. Really should have taken both, but... You know what? Uh, it's better than losing both, right? And we'll talk about all of that in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about today's presenting sponsor, and that is Rock Auto. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, so Saturday's game against Detroit in which the Red Wings took the game one nothing uh, in a shootout. Really, really a disappointing uh, game from the lightning perspective. Um, you know, just, it, it's so weird. Can I just start off before we get into the recap? It's so weird how well the Red Wings have played this year, uh, with, with how really low of their, I, I'm not going to say they're a terrible team because there, there, there are teams out there. They're really in the national hockey league. I think there are teams in certain years where you could possibly say that maybe the, the competitiveness uh, in which they bring on a nightly schedule, a nightly, nightly basis, excuse me, is a little bit. I, I would say maybe on the pathetic side, and that's what we kind of, uh, kind of thought we were going to see this year from the Red Wings. They were pretty bad last year, but we thought with kind of the Central Division being as what it was going to shape out to, we really thought, especially myself, uh, really thought that Detroit was just going to get absolutely hammered, like what we see from Buffalo in the Eastern Division. And that hasn't really been the case with Detroit this year. And I think that's just because of them being able to see the same teams over and over again. And that after a while, that familiarity really plays in their favor. Uh, this year, the actually the Red Wings have the second best record. Well, no, sorry. Uh, the <laughs> They have the second worst. But they still have played the Lightning pretty well. You know, in their eight meetings this year, well, after these two games, now as it stands on Monday, the third, the Red Wings are two five, uh, two uh, actually six, uh, three five and uh, and zero oh against the Lightning, um, which is still you know I really would have thought uh, if you asked me at the beginning of the season how the Lightning were going to fare against the Red Wings, I think I would probably would have said that the Lightning probably would have taken all eight games. Probably two or three would have been won in overtime or a shootout, but that wasn't the case this season, of course. I think that maybe next season, uh, unless the Red Wings do take a little bit of a step forward in the development, which I really do think that they will, uh, if they don't, 
who knows? We'll see how they fare against the rest of the league. Uh, so, but anyway, so moving on, let's just talk about some of the, the the news that came from Saturday's game. Now, with these recaps, we're not going to really do our usual recap. We're trying to stay away from that for the time being until we get to the playoffs. Because obviously, once the playoffs roll around, that'll be a lot of just straight up episodes of just recaps after recaps after recaps. Uh, I'm li- I'm trying to go a little bit of a different method now. I'm trying to really do kind of just loose-based game recaps in which we could really just take some of the major things from there instead of going over each goal, each goal, you know, and every goal, whatever. So, Curtis McElhinney gets to start in this in in net for the Lightning in this game. Really thought Vasilevsky was going to get get at least this this start in this game, so at least he would have Sunday off, and now he has, and then he would have Monday, Tuesday, uh, and then play Wednesday against Dallas. But obviously not the case. It looks like John Cooper wanted to give Vasilevsky a little bit extra time off. So we got McElhinney in net, net for this game. Curtis McElhinney came into this game 4-5-1. and one, And I've spoken on the show uh, how he seemed off for most of the season. And really, we could chalk that up to the amount of starts he's had. He's only had seven less games played this year as opposed to last season. Uh, but really the difference has been the amount of shots that he has faced, which could be detrimental to a goaltender, which we have spoken quite a bit about uh, on this show, whether it's McElhinney or it's even Andre Vasilevsky. So, you know, in, in and that's kind of the thing that kind of works against a goaltender, especially a backup as Curtis McElhinney, a, a, a backup, a guy who doesn't get a bunch of burn as Christopher Gibson, which we'll talk about in Sunday's game. Um Guys like that who kind of go long periods of time without seeing a shot, it's really tough for them, especially when they don't play a whole lot to begin with, to stay fresh out there and you know and, and stay mentally fresh out there as well. So you know sometimes it's not a bad thing to got to have a goalie such as a Curtis McElhinney or a Christopher Gibson get peppered with shots. Uh, some other newsworthy stuff in this game: Andre Plot came into this game with a seven-point game streak. Uh, with three goals and seven assists, so great to see him uh, on a roll as we near the the start of the NHL playoffs. Uh, and in this game, you know, like like I said at the top of the show, obviously the, the we know by now that Detroit won this game one nothing in a shootout. But it was really weird that Tampa wasn't able to score a goal in this game in regulation, at least, especially in the first period where they outshot Detroit eleven to four and dominated the battle for the puck for for puck possession for the most part uh Tampa went out well went on to outshoot Detroit 33 to 15 but you got to give credit to the way Detroit played in this uh they're always a tough team and that's what you see from these teams that are kind of at the bottom of the cellar in the NHL from the Ottawa's to the to you know the San Jose is what we're seeing out in the west it looks like San Jose for a little while now uh was trying to get a playoff spot but anyway you know the teams that really they're not playing for anything bigger than other than their pride and those teams could turn out to be the most toughest matchups for especially for teams like Tampa who are obviously the defending champions so teams like that will definitely come out with a chip on their shoulder and because they really have nothing else to lose except their pride so um what Detroit did very well, and then we'll get into more about Tampa, what they did very well in this game was they clogged up the shooting lanes and they made it tough for Tampa to get shots to the net. Uh, they had 14 block shots, which we have spoken about numerous times, uh, whether it was last season, especially last season, because we saw this in so many different situations with Tampa where they just had 
so much difficulty getting shots through the lane to the goaltender and that was part of that was probably i would say maybe 75% of the reason as to why they would lose games other than turnovers in the neutral zone uh, if you want to go back and listen to some of those podcasts, I'm sure you can find them. Of course, go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on our Twitter page at LO underscore lightning and our Instagram page at locked on underscore lightning. The podcast is available wherever podcasts are distributed. So that's iTunes, that's Spotify, Google Play, and the former radio.com, now odyssey.com. Go ahead and check out that site. Love it there. They have all the Locked On podcasts shows on there as well. So if you're looking for some Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, coverage as they just concluded the NFL draft, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, all that stuff is ready available for you on there. Um, Tampa, two of their best scoring chances at the at this point, which was in the second period, uh, came at 1828, uh, a 2-1-1 with Palat and Point on the rush. Palat was too tight on the goaltender. Didn't have enough space to punch in the back door from point. The other was early on in the third. Point practically undresses Thomas Grice, who what a great move. I mean, if you if you go back and find it, go ahead and watch this clip. It was, I, I think, nine times out of ten, uh, Braden Point scores on this shot, but obviously that wasn't the case. Um, just bad luck in this game, and the Lightning tend to have that. They tend to just have bad luck against teams that are really – you know, they're not the Carolinas or the Floridas. So the other teams in the division, other than, I guess, would be Chicago, especially Detroit this year, there's been so many times, so many instances in all these matchups throughout this season in which Tampa has just not been able to really get anything going. They've been doing all the right things, but the results never really pan out in favor of them. Um, so it looked like the Lightning may have taken a lead uh, midway through the third, but it was called back because of goaltender interference, which, I, I mean, I really think it was ridiculous. If you go back and look at that play, uh, Palat was pushed into Grice by DeKaiser, and and you really got to chalk up. I mean, we just had the, the Academy Awards recently, but, I mean, if you're still handing out awards, Thomas Grice should definitely get an Oscar because of, of how he really sold uh, the just the way he spun around just to sell it, and sometimes you got to sell it. Uh, Detroit challenged the goal. It was overturned, and we still have a scoreless, scoreless game. Um, yeah, I mean, we we could sit here and argue, and, and as some of our usual listeners could tell, I'm very even keeled, and and I think I'm gonna try and take that that approach from now on. Usually, in, in days, in episodes past, I I usually would come on and absolutely lose my mind about that, but I'm taking a new approach with the show now with that. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts once playoff time comes. But really, I mean, it, you can't argue that play without thinking if it was the other way around, if Lightning fans were looking for that to be called uh, in that situation. And that was a call that could have gone either way. So really, can't be too mad about it, uh, especially when the time does come and you want it to be called in your favor. So at 13.56 in the third period, Tampa has a five-on-three man advantage for about a minute 30, I want to say, minute and a half, maybe a little over a minute 45. Had four shots, three of which were on net. Palat had a great chance down low on Grice, but Grice was in top form in this game. You know, there's there's really not a lot I could pick apart from what Tampa didn't do in this game. It was more of a matter of what Detroit was doing right. So... You know, kudos to them, stick taps to them, whatever you want to say. Sikorchev had a one-timer from the slot that just 
barely missed going in. I think if it was maybe a little bit half an inch down, because it hit the crossbar. So if it was maybe an half an inch down, that probably would have deflected in instead of up. So, yeah, like I said, I mean, this this was just a game of just things not going in favor of the Lightning. Uh, and then in the shootout, fast forward to that because really nothing really noteworthy really happened in that overtime. Ross Colton, who is just struggling to get a, get on the scoring sheet, whether it's a goal or an assist, they, he really needs to get start going before uh, the playoffs start. Ross Colton started off in the shootout. Uh, that stutter step move, if you go back, look at his goal. That stutter step move that he used uh, to score on the opening shot of the uh, of the shootout, if he could incorporate that into game situations, in real live action situations, that's easily 10 to 15 goals right there for him. Easily in his pocket. Um, you know, I, 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 it's, a, it's a very simple move to, to master, and it's a very... It's a very simple move to pull off in a, in a game in which, especially when you're on the rush, um, so definitely, hopefully he could kind of incorporate that going forward. Um, as for the shootout, <clears throat> excuse me, as for the shootout, not really a huge fan of it. Uh, it does make things exciting. I, that's why I understand the, the National Hockey League does have it in games, but I would say if it perfect world that we could just keep it to penalty shots on, on penalties uh, instead of, you know, just having a whole period after overtime uh, and then just have overtime periods instead. Just keep going overtime, overtime like the playoffs. Uh, as we all know by now, Red Wings won the shootout in the eighth round. Only a second time all season the Lightning have dropped the game in OT or in a shootout. So, you know, that shows how well they play in OT and or, or in a shootout. Uh, they they were the same way last season, especially in the playoffs. They did not lose one game in overtime in, through the entire playoffs, and that definitely was a huge factor in why they won the cup. So we'll talk about the second game. Uh, I I will be talking recapping just like I did briefly uh, about yesterday's game, Sunday's game, uh, in just a little bit. But let me talk about one of our other sponsors, and it's Blue Nile. Today's episode is brought to you by Ten Ten a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at a fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, which is right this week, so definitely jump on this, or a simply beautiful conversations piece. They're the perfect way to bring joy and light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and is fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so go ahead, find them now by searching the words 1010 only at BlueNile.com. And we are back, so we are going to discuss, you know, we, we previously discussed, if you're just jumping in on the episode right now, we previously recapped briefly Saturday's game against Detroit, and then now we will be discussing Sunday's game, yesterday's game, uh, against Detroit again, uh, in which the Lightning capped finally 
finally wrapped up their season series against Detroit. I I stayed at the top of the show during the recap for Saturday's game how out of all the teams this year that you would have expected uh, to, I guess, not expect it to play the Lightning as well as they do, uh, regardless of win or loss, I don't think we really thought Detroit was going to be that team, but they are. And I think really what it came came, came down to in these games, because they were for the most part, uh, except for that game in uh, in April in which they lost 5-1, except for all... Uh, Except all, I guess, seven games we could say. They were all close games. Uh, Detroit played Tampa very well, and it really comes down to is the fact, the frequency of how, how how much these teams played against each other. So Chris Gibson in this one gets his second start of the season. First was that 5-1 loss that I just spoke about. So that was a little bit of a, uh, I guess that was a little something to make Lightning fans a little bit nervous going into this one. But Blake Coleman kind of eases everybody's fear. 16 seconds in, scores one in front. Great job all around by Tampa on this one. I mean, everybody gets a gold star, whatever you want to call it. Barkley Goodrow forcing the turnover along the end boards right behind the net. And Coleman being in the right position at the right time, setting himself up for a great prime scoring chance. So the Lightning are up 1-0. Blake Coleman's having a fantastic stretch to end the season right now. His fifth goal in his last six games, 13 total for the season. Would have loved to have seen maybe how those numbers translate to an 82-game season instead of 56. So, you know, kudos to Blake Coleman. I definitely am excited. You know, let's not rush into it too quickly right now, but I'm really excited to see how Coleman fares uh, in a full 82 in a full season with Tampa Bay in next season. Because if he's scoring 13 uh, in 56, imagine how much he's going to score in 82. And it's let's just note that you know Coleman has his career high, I believe, is only 21, so he's not too far off his career total for a season. So Tampa did a good job dictating the pace early on in this one, and that's the kind of pace I'm referring to when I say the Lightning need to get off to a good start. I, I, if you're a usual listener, you know I stress this almost on every show, every recap, every preview, in which I just I say the Lightning need to be consistent in the way they start games, you know, and, and they can, they, and also as well as that they cannot afford to come out of the gate sluggish, whether it's the start of the game or the beginning of a period, whether it's the second or the third, uh, that just doesn't mean out shooting the other team, which they did, uh, impressively in this one. They, they outshot Detroit 19 to six in the first period, which is insane to think about, uh, you know, and the other side of things as well, Tampa also did a very good job, uh, with their puck possession, which resulted in Detroit not getting off a lot of shots. And and that's kind of been noted throughout the season with Detroit, that the fact that they've just had these abysmal outings offensively uh, to where they don't shoot the puck a whole ton, and that's why they haven't had a good season. Uh, Detroit only had 23 shots in this game total. They never reached double digits in any of the periods of this game where Tampa had 42 shots, which is insane to think about. I mean, Tampa usually will hover around the 30, 35 shot mark. That's probably a good sweet spot for them. But yeah, going back to the pace, if Tampa, and and I spoke about this uh, the last time Tampa actually played Dallas, who they are playing this upcoming Wednesday. If Tampa could come out of the gates and, and I'm playing at this pace, then there's no reason as to why they can't be successful. If they could just duplicate that energy, duplicate the way they're skating up and down the ice, 
there's no reason as to why they can't win games. And we're talking about all this without even even referencing Steven Stamkos or Nikita Kucherov. So imagine if they could do that with those guys once they come back because Tampa will be getting Nikita Kucherov once the playoffs start and Stamkos is, can be back any day now at this point. You know, they say a week, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're, we're talking about maybe on that second leg of that Dallas series, we're talking about Steven Stamkos possibly coming back. I honestly don't think he's going to play until the playoffs start. I really think they're going to try. You know, I spoke about it on the last episode. I really don't think Steven Stamkos is going to play until the playoffs just because it wouldn't make sense to risk him possibly re-injuring himself or re-aggravating whatever it is on that lower body injury that he has that he's dealing with right now. So, um, and then the other thing to take from this game is that Tampa took offensive dominance. They took, they actually took the the offensive play that I just described to you and they carried it over. They carried it over. The, the The way they played in Saturday's game was almost identical. I guess you could say it was even on a higher level than what they played on Saturday. The way they played on Sunday was incredible. Um, and they carried it over, which we have rarely seen from them. And you would think that they would be better at carrying over performances, continuing uh, that momentum that they've built up in certain games. But with, with the frequency of the schedule, you would have thought that would have been a no-brainer there. But they have struggled probably as much as any team to do that. Now, you can't expect a team to to play at that certain level, that intensity every game, but that's the kind of intensity and pl- level of play that Tampa is going to need to bring for the rest of the season, especially without Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos. Now, that could be the difference if they play that way. Uh, a lot of people don't realize, a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning fans do not realize that the next, I believe, uh, four games, because Lightning have four games left, two against Dallas and then two to wrap it up uh, in in Miami with the Florida Panthers. This could be the difference between in third or second place, and that seating could definitely help them out as we get closer into, as we get further down the road, excuse me, in the playoffs, and... I, I think really it, it's not really a matchup thing because I think regardless of how the division shapes up, unless Carolina completely falls off the table from now until the end of the season, which they won't because the Lightning really do have games in hand over all the other teams really in the division. Uh, you know, I, I think the Lightning, I think it's pretty set in stone at this point that the Lightning are going to play Florida. So really, those last two games of the season are really just going to be sort of warm-up games for that first-round play uh, in the playoffs. So, And they're definitely going to need to bring that same intensity uh, once those playoff games start, So, uh, especially against a gritty and talented team such as the Florida Panthers. So they did a good job of moving their feet in this game. And I really, I, I, I really am hitting myself just because I have not spoken a lot about that this season. Um, and, and really what it comes down to is the fact that the way they've played, their pace, their intensity, the way they play in the offensive zone, they, they and, and I've kind of complained about this a lot on shows past, the Lightning, we don't really see a lot of them setting up in the offensive zone. Usually it's, it's more so mad dashes rushes into the offensive zone. And 
yes, that that's usually what you would expect out of this team, considering how fast they are, uh, how how many guys, how many weapons they have on their team who could score on the rush. I mean, come on, you're really you know you're playing to your strengths in that situation, but you got to change it up now and then, and that's why I have an issue with it. And part of the reason, you know, when they do get on the rush, while sometimes they're not successful, especially on the power play, is because they don't move their feet. In this game, they did a, a fantastic job of moving their feet. And if you don't really know what I mean by that, is that you don't see guys standing still without the puck because that's the worst thing you could do. And especially on defensive side of things, that's why sometimes we'll see the Lightning giving up so many, so many odd man rushes. Uh, where you have to see number 77, Victor Hedman, going back and pretty much saving the day. So, uh, But they did a great job of moving their feet in this game, and that that was really a huge contribution. You could definitely see where that was evident in Sergeyev's goal at 109 in the second. Oftentimes, Tampa, they, they, they will cycle the puck. They're one of the best teams in the league at doing that, especially when Victor Hedman is running the point. But... Oftentimes, when they do cycle the puck, you don't see anybody moving around. And that's why oftentimes on the power play, uh, they don't score because they don't they, they don't take many shots because guys aren't moving around. Uh, and the other team is able to close down the passing and the shooting lanes relatively quickly. But as we know by now, the Lightning did win this game 2-1. Uh, not really a big deal with that last goal with, um, with Detroit. I mean, the game was pretty much over by then. Uh, even though it was a 2-1 win and Detroit had chances here and there towards the end of the game, um, you can't win a game, especially against the Lightning, where you only take 23 shots. That's what it really came down to. So good to see the Lightning end the season series against Detroit on a good note and definitely want to see them carry that over into the Dallas series as they look to close out this season. So uh, we'll we'll wrap up the show. We'll talk about what uh, the schedule looks like. Uh, you know what do I fully expect about out of them on Wednesday's game? You already know. Well, I just said it uh, in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about a couple of our sponsors. First, RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto parts, body parts, and from hundreds of manufacturers, the auto auto RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and for the vehicle and the choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the fr- same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Uh, man, I cannot talk today. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And then our other sponsor is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft just wrapped up. Kentucky Derby was Saturday. Hope you bet on that. Uh, The first leg of the Triple Crown, so there's definitely two more races you could bet on. and you could get all the latest news, odds, info on the sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, and most importantly, NHL, as well as all of your UFC MMA action. 
before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or on your cell phone. That's how easy it is. You could go on your cell phone and do it from there. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your cell phone once again. Up and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. That's a 50% 5 0 welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use that promo code. Please use it. That promo code locked on. Definitely use this. Take advantage of it while it's still available. Once again, going over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right. So we're going to wrap up the show right now. I know it's a little bit of a. Actually, no. I thought we were going to go a little bit longer today, but we just wrapped up in under 20, a uh, little under uh, about, I guess, you know, we're, by the time I'm done talking, figure this out, we'll be over 30 minutes. But so, you know, good way to wrap up the season. Uh, the Lightning finished the season 5-2 uh, and five two and 1 against the Red Wings, accumulating 11 points. Uh, they dropped 21 goals on them this year, as opposed to only giving up 19. That's an average of 2.63 goals forced per game. Uh, you know, and they still have Dallas and Florida, like I said, coming up. Uh, I fully expect, especially with the the young goaltender Jake Ottinger and Net, um, I expect Lightning to take these two these two games 100. percent um, I think that the Lightning really, if we should look at this, full expectations. Uh, I think they're right on par for the conclusion of the season. I really think the Lightning should go should go three and four to round it out. And I think that's a great I think that's a great goal for them. I think they really want to sweep that series against Florida. And I think they can. Uh, those are gonna be crazy games. Uh especially with those two teams probably assuming that they are going to probably play each other, most likely, like I stated earlier, um, to to end this season. Uh, I like I said, who knows? Who knows what happens? I'm gonna I'm looking up the Carolina schedule right now because I firmly believe that they. I know they are done with the Lightning. The Lightning and them are are done now uh, facing each other. You know, and they're not going to play each other in, unless it's uh, in the playoffs, which. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I would be more surprised if Carolina does get bounced in the first round. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, right now we could only focus though on on Tampa playing against Florida and getting ready to to play them once again. So yeah, and and we'll definitely talk about more about that on tomorrow's episode. So once again, please like and subscribe. Uh, if you listen to us on a pot, uh, if you listen to us through an app. Make sure to have those notica- notifications on so you're notified as soon as the episode drops. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.